It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas. Michael, what is it that you tweet out every day? Hey, it's a great day to have a great day. I love it. I love it, and I, uh, I I'm definitely feeling that today more than uh, than others. Hey, today's show brought to you by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code Zach twenty Z A C two zero for your first delivery free. Or Michael Pappas, you can use ten off for ten bucks off orders that are over thirty dollars this week from Barbaritos, Aricha, and Fruita Bowls. Big fan of all three of those. They also have a new app coming. A lot of exciting things happening at Fetch Me. So use promo code uh, Zach20 for your first delivery free or 10 off for 10 bucks off orders over $30. Barbaritos, Aricha, and Fruita Bowls from their free app. Just search Fetch Me in your phone's app store or go to fetchmedelivery.com. Michael, I know there's a lot of negative chatter, and I think a lot of news is going to come to a head. Uh, you know, we're recording this Wednesday morning. I think a lot of it's going to come out tomorrow or Friday, as far as what the SEC is going to do. But in regards to uh, you know us just kind of staying positive here, we're gonna, we're going to have this conversation today, like we always do, with the assumption that college football is going to happen, specifically Auburn's football season is going to happen in 2020. And so we figured, you know, at this point of the season. We'd be like, all right, I want to know this, 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 and this. And so we're like, okay, let's put together a list of questions or a list of things that you and I, that we want to know going into the 2020 season. That sound good to you? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of stuff I want to know. Well, what's the first thing, Michael, that you want to know going into the 2020 season about these Auburn Tigers? Uh, I got to say, let's start with the defensive backs. I want to know about Marco Damio. Been a lot of chatter about him this offseason, obviously showing up a, a little bit later than everyone else to camp. And then, you know, is he going to be ready? Is he going to live up to the hype? Is he going to be a starter day one? Um, how does he kind of stand up against Nehemiah Pritchett? Uh, that, I mean, that's it. Marco Damio. Is question number one. I, I I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of assumption that Roger McCreary is going to be phenomenal. I'm cool with that. Uh, you know, I think with Auburn's track record is how they've prepared their number one corners of the last several years. I am 100% down with, you know, that assumption being being that, okay, he's, he's going to be ready. He's going to be ready to take on number one wide receivers throughout the SEC. But, yeah, I think Marco Dami, I mean, all the reports that you're hearing, I talked about this a few uh I think it was last week on the podcast, quoting uh, Duke Scoops, uh, just him, him talking with some of the, the the folks that are involved with the workouts and saying like, "Hey, he is blowing it out of the water, Marco Damio." And you know, we talked about some of the ridiculous athletic things that he was posting video wise on his uh, social media accounts. We're like, "Oh my gosh, what in the world? This guy is like looks like a starting SEC defensive back," and uh, I think he has a chance to be as soon as the season starts for the Tigers. So. Um, yeah, is Marco Damio ready day one? I don't know, but my gut is yes. What do you think? I mean, if he plays on the field as good as he looks in those Instagram videos and as good as his his measurables are, I mean, he, he's in, if I'm not mistaken, he's like 6'2", 200. I mean, that is bigger than ideal size for a corner. Jamel so, Dean 2.0, can I say it? Ooh. Ooh. 
I don't know. That's, that's bold. I'm going to step off of that one. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, another thing that I want to know, Michael, going into the season for these Auburn Tigers in 2020 how do all four of Auburn's stud linebackers, how do they all get enough playing time? I mean, obviously, Owen Papo is kind of emerged as a national guy to watch. K.J. Britt returning off of, you know, his all-SEC type season. And then we get a little deeper. Was the Kobe McLean, Chainsaw, Ricochet Rabbit, whatever you want to call him. And then just the forgotten fourth man who's very vocal on Twitter. And, uh, I mean, he is a hard-hitting dude as well. He just didn't get enough opportunity, in my opinion. But Chandler Wooten, I mean, how do all four of these guys uh, get playing time this season? Does it matter? I think, I mean, I while, think it does. While, you, while you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know, as long as K.J. Britton, Owen Papo get all the playing time that they deserve, I think Auburn will be great. Uh, I the other two guys kind of seem like a luxury to me, and you're right; they're an incredible luxury to have. They're two very experienced linebackers, and they're two very good linebackers. But at the end of the day, it's Britton Papo. I still wonder if if they keep Papo on the field, and if they try to keep three guys on the field when it's a nickel, or they use their base set. Where Owen Papo kind of does what that Nickelback does, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm really, really intrigued by that. I think the limited offseason is going to hurt that, but then that would allow you to move Tut over to the other side of the field, opposite of McCreary, if you needed to put him outside. If you feel like he was better out there than than Damio or Pritchett, but I I really think they want to play all four of these guys. I think that's what Travis Williams wants. I think that's what Kevin Steele wants, but I'm kind of right there with you. Like, you do not want Papo off the field ever. <laughs> KJ Britt, if it's, you know, third and long, you don't necessarily want him in pass coverage. If you want to put Zacoby there or even Chandler at that point, like, okay, I get that argument. And that may be the answer to this question. That may be what we want to know uh, as far as, okay, in third and 10. But then again, like, you look at it and it's like, KJ Britt. I'm sure he's been working on this throughout the year as far as his ability to move laterally and his ability to kind of drop back in coverage because he's got it between the ears. And he could be good at everything. He could be great at everything going into 2020. Yeah. It's like, how do all four, how do they balance the playing time? I guess not like, how do they all get enough? But how, it's like, how do the, the two best guys get enough? And the other two guys not like hate everyone else, I guess. I mean, yeah, you, you said it. The, the 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 two guys are like one and one a. Yeah. And then Wooten and um and Chainsaw are guys that would start a lot of places, and it's just kind of like, well, um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do one more. Uh, for uh, actually, we have five more. I don't know why I said that. Six more. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> who is the defensive lineman that cracks into the rotation for Rodney Garner that we're not talking about? I mean, last year I think it was Truesdale that kind of stood out mm-hmm. to all of us and kind of was like, oh wow, this guy's legitimate. I mean, if this former three star is playing like a, an elite SEC defender, I want to know who it is. I mean, it seems like there's one every year. I mean, Gary Walker cracked into the rotation and was relevant. I mean, a- Andrew Williams a few years ago. There's always been guys 
that Rodney Garner has kind of been like, all right, you're not talking about this guy, but he's going to play for me. You know, he's going to play in you know the, this eight to nine to ten deep rotation that he always seems to have. In your mind, who is it that who who's the guy that we're not talking about? Oh man, I think it's Marquise Burks, JUCO defensive tackle. Yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about him at all, and I'm starting to see tweets, and I'm starting to see message board posts, and kind of the rumor mills churning about how good he looks, and I'm like, yeah, we haven't talked about Marquise Burks at all. You're exactly right. We we haven't. Um, I mean, his name sounded weird coming out of my mouth. It felt weird because I'm like, <laughs> oh, I haven't said Marquise Burks out loud in, in months. When you said that at first, I was like, who? And then he... he yeah, you threw in the uh, the JUCO defense attack on. I was like, right. Yeah, that, I mean that makes sense, right? I mean we've, we've yeah. been talking about, you know, New Kirk is set up, you know, to really succeed if he stays healthy. But uh, you know, there's also a guy that you know just just got on campus. So uh, yeah, I, Marquise Burks is my answer. Do you have an answer for this one? I mean, I'm trying to think. I guess I'd have to say Romello Height. Yeah. Really. No. Um, yeah, but I say you need to get off his hype train because that is my hype train, and you uh, you have hated me. Yeah. For uh, hate, for wow, hated is strong. Hated, hated on me. Strong. How about that? Hated on me for conducting the uh, Romello Hyde hype train. Um, I I feel like we talk defensive line so much. Um, let's see. Can I say Derek Hall? Does that does that count as cracking into the rotation since he was a freshman last year? And we think he's going to start this year. <laughs> Yeah, I just <laughs> no. I mean, you're right. Like I, there's gonna be someone that I'm like we. Did we talk we, about we Dre Butler that. enough? I mean, the number one de- defensive player in JUCO, and like, I feel like we kind of took his sign. We were excited about his signing for like three days, just as like you know an Auburn fan base. And then we've kind of forgotten about him. Could he be that guy? Yeah, probably. He's the guy who uh, was a D end in JUCO and. They were talking about bringing him in as a tackle. Yeah, so Deep like maybe tackle. maybe that allows him to be on the field a little bit more because he can do more things. I think logically that would make sense, but I think that is uh that is definitely something that we want to know. We'll jump into more uh, right here. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Please hit that subscribe button however you're listening. If you're on Spotify, hit follow. Those are our two most popular things. But whatever, however you listen to podcasts, please uh, click that subscribe button or that follow button. And uh, specifically, if you're on iTunes, please leave us a review. Uh, It really helps out the show a ton. Drop that five stars. Uh, We'd really, really appreciate it. Michael, what's what's something else that you want to know going into Auburn football's 2020 season? Is... The tight end hype legit. Ooh. We've been talking about Chad Morris using these tight ends for months. Is it going to be legit? And are the tight ends legit? You know, we've been talking about um, Brendan, Brendan or Brandon Frazier. Right. I always forget which one it is. Um, 
and JJ Pegues and Luke Deal and Tyler Fromm. We've been talking about him for months. And well, don't leave out my guy, John Samuel Shanker. I'm so sorry. That's my guy. I'm so sorry. It's fine. We, I just, we know his hype is legit. Did you see Spencer so Nye's latest uh, Instagram post? Um, I did not. You need to check it out. All right, I'll go look at it right now. He's in a Steelers practice jersey, and he's just like cheesing so hard, and it's adorable. Are you looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Okay. I was just really happy to see him. Oh, my we, gosh. You see him? Uh, oh, he looks so happy. <laughs> did you see Anders Carlson's uh, his comment? No, what did he comment? say? He said, that face when you're straining on the rep, but you see the cameraman out the corner of your eye. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, Spencer man. Nye is my favorite, and I hope he comes back on the show soon. We need to reach out to him again. But he's I been busy, so I'm afraid to like reach out to him. I still have a picture of you and him <laughs> in my <Yes>. office. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go back and talk about the tight ends. You were talking about some of the bigger athletic guys, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Spencer Nye's Instagram post. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I heard uh, Brian Matthews on the drive the other day talking about you know, Brandon Frazier is going to play as a freshman. J.J. Pegues is going to play as a freshman. They bring blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, is this legit? I want it to be legit. I, do I mean, think we're they talking play. about some guys. We're talking about some freaks, some athletic freaks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they play. You know, are, are they relevant, though? Are they going to be more relevant than Deal or Fromm? And I don't know. I don't know. But uh, every time tight ends are brought up, in the Auburn media and Auburn football circles, I kind of roll my eyes a little bit. Now, the the dynamic obviously is different because of Morris, but I just, Auburn incorporating tight end consistently in the passing game, I just, I'll believe it when it happens. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, no, that's definitely something I want to know. Um, when we were kind of talking about some of the points, you brought up this next one, so I'll let you get into it, but I think it's a very, very important question, and arguably we probably should have led with it. Yeah, I want to know who they're going to play. I know that, uh, I don't know, that's, that's a little more negative. I know we're trying to be positive today. Well, you and I think that they will play people. Yeah, You and I are still in the camp that we think there will be college football, but it won't be the normal 12-game schedule that Auburn thought that they were going to have You know, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alcorn State's already out the window, right? Yeah, we know that it's not going to be the, the, the normal 12. So I want to know who they're going to play. Um, if they're going to do the SEC West schedule first or if they're going to you know, do an all-SEC schedule, are they doing the thing that has been thrown around with the ACC? Like, I just want to know what is going to happen. Um, I know they're trying to play the waiting game and play the waiting game and play the waiting game. And I don't know. I, mean, it, I think we'll know by I, the I end of the week, man. I really think we'll know what the SEC's plan is by the end of the week. You know, I think the ACC rumors have died down a little bit. I think, uh, you know, I've seen if they go SEC only, they just add, they play their, their normal eight games that they were scheduled to in 2020, and then you grab the two cross-division games from next year. So Auburn's would be, I believe it'd be South Carolina and Missouri would be the two extra and if that's the case, like that may be better than like Norman on uh, like a normal college football season. Then I'd all- rather play both of those teams than North Carolina. I would too. 
I would too. I'm right there with you. I'd rather play Alcorn State than both of those teams, but you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. No, you're right. Um. All right. The next one. Uh. How much better did Bo Nix get? Obviously. Yeah, we've been- I mean, I mean, SEC uh, fr- uh, offensive freshman of the year. What's the next step for Bo Nix? Yeah, uh, I've been leading this hype train. I think he's going to get a lot better. Have you? But I mean, quietly. Are you the conductor of the Bo Nix hype train? I had no idea. No, I'm more of like the the guy shoveling the coal in the fire. Oh, you're doing the work. Yeah. Okay. Behind the scenes, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. And maybe I'm just on it. Who knows at this point? It's early in the morning. Um, I, you know, we've been talking about how he's got all this time, especially now, to study film, to, to be, you know, at he's stuck at home with his dad. How much better is he getting? How much work is he doing? I assume he's throwing. We know he's throwing. Um, so, and then how much is quarterback whisperer Chad Morris going to get to influence him in this situation. And it's kind of a great unknown. And bone, I feel like bone Nix is the floor and the ceiling. Eh, I guess the offensive line is the floor and bone Nix is the ceiling. I mean, this team's going to go where bone Nix leads them. And so how much better did he get? All right. We got two more things that we want to know going into Auburn's 2020 season. We'll jump into that next right here. On Locked On, Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. If you are not already, please follow us on social media. You can follow the show on Twitter, Locked on Auburn. You can follow it on Instagram to search Auburn Podcast. And we're on TikTok. The show is on TikTok to search Locked on Auburn. It should come up, I think. Can you search on TikTok? I'm actually not sure, but I'm putting stuff up there. Uh, all right, we got two more things, Michael. How do the coaches handle the running back situation? Is it going to be running back by committee, or is it going to be you know Bell Cal City? You know, there's a lot of hype about uh, Tank. There's a lot of talk about Mar. Not a lot of hype about DJ Williams. I think DJ Williams is the second best back on the roster, but you know that that's kind of. Uh, not really being discussed anymore. And then, obviously, you've got Sean Shivers. What does his role look like? I think it looks similar to what his role was last year, regardless of who wins the starting job. How does Harold Joyner fit into this? Malik Miller is gone after t- a 10-year stint with the Auburn Tigers. And so I think that really opens up some things specifically on third down. To me, that makes the most sense for Tank uh, over the other guys. But... I believe it's going to start out as a running back by committee. And then I think by the third or fourth game, it's going to be a bell cow approach and tank Bigsby's going to take over. But that's something I want to know going into the season, man. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, I, I feel like this question could easily be, is the Mark Anthony Richards hype real or is the tank Bigsby hype real? I mean, we, 
we've heard things about Tank and about uh, Mark Ant- Anthony Richards and about how well they're performing in camp and how great they look and how athletic they are and, and how impressed everyone's been with their workouts. You know, how well does that translate? Who is going to get the ball? Who are we going to get to see? I don't know. I wish I knew. How do they use Harold Joyner? Is it just going to be wheel routes again? I love a good wheel route. I think every uh, I think every football team needs a wheel route specialist. I feel like it's a little obvious. Like every time I step on the field, just a wheel route. It works. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're it, not wrong. It's been open every time he runs it because the. It, I mean, you know the number one rule of a wheel route is it's always open. What's the last thing you want to know going into the season? Are these young defensive backs that are moving from support roles to starting roles as good as we think? Because talk about hype train, Zach. We have been blowing smoke. Whoa. 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 About these defensive backs constantly this offseason. You know, people talking about how Sherwood might be a first-round pick or – you know, how, how Smoke Monday not only just oozes swag, but it's also a, a, an incredible safety. And we talked about Roger McCreary earlier today. And, you know, I feel like we don't know how their games are going to translate moving from a much smaller sample size to being SEC starters. And... Hopefully they're as good as we think they're going to be, and Auburn's defensive backfield is incredible, but are they? Can I give an unpopular I... opinion? Yes. Um, I think you can cover up a really bad defensive backfield if you need to in college. I think it is the least important position group on the team in college is a defensive backfield. I mean... You see teams all the time, you know, these guys get drafted really high, and it's like, oh, wait, these guys stink, but their front seven in front of them was really, really good for, you know, the three years that they played in college. I think it's a very normal thing. <clears throat> and also, also, I think the, a big part of it is like, you know, college quarterbacks, they're more accurate than they used to be, but as a general rule, like, they really aren't good passers. As a general rule, and I think just, you know, I think average defensive back play and good defensive back play. Not quite elite. Elite defensive back play is fun to watch at the college level. But I think average and good, I think the product on the field doesn't look that different. And I think you know, they may not be as good as we think they're going to be, but I bet we don't notice that much. Yeah, you may be right. You might as well just shout it out Alabama with that little statement. But oh, is, that who, uh, is, that who, is, that, is that who I was talking about? I mean, that's immediately who I thought of. <laughs> we talking Drake Kirkpatrick up here? <laughs> D. Milliner? The Bucks traded Darrell Rivas for D. Milliner? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. Yeah. So there's that. Tweet at me if I'm wrong. I'd love to hear it. Michael, where can people find you and hear you, buddy? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at CouchBathPotato. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Speaking of, I think we're going to have the folks with Locked On Bama on at some point this week. We'll kind of chit-chat about. Well, maybe not anymore. Uh, maybe that's true. I don't know. I ragged on them pretty hard, or just the, the Alabama fan base pretty hard last week for that 
that article that that uh, their SB Nation site wrote. This is so ridiculous, but whatever. All right. <laughs> I'm willing to bet they don't listen to the Auburn show. I'm sure they saw the tweets about it, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.